Before we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 3rd of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. And this is our path to power season. Lots of peas in there. Uh, you'll be hearing from lots and lots of inspirational individuals who featured on this year's Future and Powerless. And they are our change makers, trailblazers who are truly making a difference in and from their communities by challenging the norm, creating more inclusive cultures. And, uh, you know, there's so much to learn. And I love it. I love. I love these conversations that we have week in, week out. We can take a little bit of sprinkle of some of that inspiration and advice to drive, whether it be your professional or your personal goals. And this week is no exception. I'm des- delighted to welcome Amy, who is the founder of Sustainable and Ethical Fashion House Core. Have I pronounced that correctly, Amy? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Core Studio, which is a creative marketing agency. And Amy has a, a passion for inclusive innovation and accessibility, which is why she's a perfect NPW podcast guest and on this year's 2023 uh, Future List. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now you have, we talk about side hustles an awful lot on the podcast and you have you have a whole range of businesses now from fashion. Far too many. <laughs> you literally are that juggler. <laughs> You're on that unicycle, right? now on a podcast you know dealing with whether it be your marketing agency fashion cosmetics creatives you know and yet you didn't have you know we were talking this this season is called path to power you know we're always very much about using your power for good you know so if you you didn't have that goal so what was the plan what was your path to power the reason why I didn't want to be a business owner is because I grew up watching my parents be charity owners and I was like I watched them I was like that cannot be me I cannot live life that stressed (laughs) like it cannot um and then I quickly realized fresh out of uni I went into the fashion industry and yeah I quickly realized that that path wasn't where I was meant to be I think I was always built to be a business owner uh, I just didn't quite realize it yeah um so yeah I think I just I don't fit into one job role um I have a lot of expertise in lots of different areas and you know that's not really valued in the corporate world as much as it is when you own your own business um so yeah I think that's just where I thrive and I quickly realized that which is quite good yeah <laughs> what, what were you uh, I did fashion design at BA, uh, went for a year into the fashion industry, uh, quickly decided it wasn't for me and then did a uh, marketing master's degree. And you got sustainability was one of the things that kind of sparked or piqued your interest, wasn't it? That's what excited you. Yeah, definitely. I've always been um, a person with very strong values. Um, and I think sustainability is one for me because I think that everyone everyone has a duty to look after their planet and community. And I'm not just talking about sustainability in terms of like, you know, do you recycling and make sure you don't get single use plastic and things like that. Sustainability is like a whole concept for me about looking after your community and making sure that everyone in your community is thriving. 
um, and giving them the tools to be able to be sustainable with whatever that looks like for them. And your website or one your core, your core fashion website, I love the language on this. I was saying this earlier, you know, conscious alternative essentials, you know, it's, you know, it's very transparent about that sustainability. And you, you, you talk about not being perfect about it, you know, we'll probably make mistakes, but we certainly we pick ourselves back up for them. How important is that sort of transparency to you as, as in all parts of your 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 businesses yeah so I think that talking about sustainability can come from a place of privilege and I think that people have to recognize that not everyone has that privilege to prioritize sustainability Um, and I think it's important for me to be able to talk about it in terms that in ways that is accessible for people and to kind of remove the shame from it because there's a lot of you know advertising at the moment and government schemes and all sorts of things going on that shame people into doing it and then it becomes a taboo subject where no one wants to talk about it it becomes a task and it it has to somehow be talked about in a light-hearted sense and there is no wrong way to be sustainable because it has to fit within your lifestyle like not everyone can be Greta Thunberg it's just not possible for every person in their lifestyle and I think it's about implementing things that work for you and making sure that you're just making steps no matter how small to just create a better environment and planet yeah and it's sometimes we talk a lot about you know sort of it's the the one millimeter of difference or you know the one thing that you can do and then the sum of all those parts can you know add up so I think that I, I really that what comes across to me is that vulnerability so you know, talk about the how the transparency of how you communicate externally but then it, it strikes me that that's how that comes through into your leadership style as well you know sort of that vulnerability of going you know actually we can't all get it right and there is no you, you know we can't all do it that the Greta way if you like you know um you know I wish you could I, we all need to be a bit more Greta but you know you know it's okay to find your own path isn't it and is is that when you sort of and again, we've talked about the, you know, it wasn't just a case of, ta-da, I'm going to set up and be a business owner. But have you been mindful of that as you've developed your own leadership style? Yeah, like it's a journey, definitely. Um, and I think, so I I'm come from two different cultures. So I'm Austrian and I'm British. And I think having both of those different ways of life, like it's not, you know worlds apart but they are very different in terms of like their cultural differences and things and I think having that both of those within me make me recognize that other people have so much to offer and other cultures have so much to offer and other people from different classes genders everything like it's all about bringing everyone together as one and that's where like collaboration comes into it like that's something that I'm really passionate about because I can't come up with everything I might be you know quote unquote at the top of the business but having different people come in with different ideas and different experiences creates something that I would never have been able to create on my own and it is you know when you are running multiple businesses let alone one business you know you are picking up you have all the responsibility at times you know sort of whether it is actually at times you know sort of uh, you know sorting out the cleaning to sorting out the auditing to sorting out the payroll and all those kind of things so you know I think it's it's being open to that those conversations I know you know 
we added to our team at the end of last year and I really welcome sort of those suggestions well actually Simone I've not really, have you thought about it doing this way or whatever and you're like do you know what actually I probably haven't because you've been too busy with your head down on things so I I love that collaborative approach and I love to I think the more that you can enable that and and, and bring those kind of new ideas and or, or even just rethought ideas or reimagined ideas back in I think is is so key and is that is this exact that collaboration you know we talk about a lot of the world of inclusivity and equity and equality and I know this is a world that you're massively passionate about um you know why you know why is the world of inclusion and because you can see it again it's at the heart of your business Mm, yeah I think it's just the biggest thing for me is creating space for people to take ownership of their own work so one of the clients I work with um when I'm like freelance marketing graphic designer um they are a food organization that talks to farmers food banks food clubs businesses and things like that and we create a magazine called the thrive magazine and it's a community food-based magazine and it's all about giving people space to talk about their lived experience and again whether that is people who are users of food banks and want to talk to people who are like policymakers and, and share their experience and it's just about giving them space to be able to do that um, and we use a model called citizen journalism model which yeah gives people ownership of their work and we always want their voices to shine through the article have pictures and make sure that they like own the pictures and they can you know share their experience you know so inclusivity being you know so important to you but this with thrive and bringing uh, individuals to the table this is really I love this has been a real practical sense of what inclusivity is you're really bringing that to life and bringing people who may not always have that seat at the table or have that voice to be heard you're enabling that inclusivity and you know not just enabling it but accelerating it yeah definitely I mean yeah it's definitely something that I'm passionate about it's you know I've not got the answer to everything so this is just one way that we're implementing it with one of the clients I work with Um, And it's something that I want to implement more with the fashion brand as well. And obviously at the moment, the fashion brand is, you know, just coming up three years old. So it's not a place where we can scale up and introduce like more people. But, you know, I want to hear what my customers have to say and how credible it is for them to buy from core and what different changes I can make to the business to make sure that it is more viable and accessible. And, you know, it's all about learning from everyone. And what, what are the things that have surprised you along this sometimes what I feel like is a whitewater raft of an experience of being an entrepreneur entrepreneur and a multi-entrepreneur what are those those kind of things that have surprised you and the challenges that have come your way I think what I expected going into business or even going into my career straight after uni is I expected that I would know what I was doing (laughs) and I think I think yeah I don't always know what I'm doing and I'm just winging it half the time. You're innovating. You're not winging it. (laughs) Innovating, that's it. Yeah, yeah, change of language. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, but I think, you know, it's just being okay with it and leaning into the chaos that is half the fun of it. I had um, a great, one of my great mentors at, at one point, Laura Morgan, I remember she turned, uh, you know, she said to me one one day and it was, you know, how does it feel? And I think I was probably using exactly the same language as you. And she was like, how does it feel? And I think that's why I always talk about the whitewater raft. And I said, I'm on a whitewater raft. She goes, is it fast? I went, yeah, hell yes. It's she goes, is it bumpy? I said, no, it's just really slippy. And she just went, just strap in, just strap in and, 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 and try 
and hold on and enjoy the ride. But you know, it's 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 it is there is no one manual, is there, as to how to be how to be the best, you know, entrepreneur and sort of of the the sort of the challenges that have been tougher along the way, how do you where do you dig deep from and how do you overcome them? So one thing that uh, my boyfriend always says is to believe in your own source. <laughs> um, so I think that you just kind of have to believe that you can achieve it. And I think as long as you recognize the skills that you have and your ability to do it, it's the believing it that will actually take you further. Yeah, so it's, it's just about having a vision and having a plan to get to that vision. And then regardless of if you fall off it, you're always going to get back on. You have to just believe that you'll get back on. And there's always that learning along the way. And what do you think you've learned most about yourself? Oh, that is a good question. How have I learned about myself? You know, I think it's just that I, I think I've got, so I've got my vision board right next to me here. <laughs> um, I love a vision board. Yeah. I love it. Um, and one of the big words that's on it is resilience. Um, and I've not had the easiest journey professionally and personally. And I think that, the one thing that I've learned about myself is that I am really truly resilient. Um, and yeah, I know that I can do it. I know that I'm going to get there regardless of what journey that's going to be. I have absolutely no idea. I don't have a five year plan. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years, but I know I'm going to achieve the goals I want to achieve. So, yeah, it's resilient. I remember speaking to an, a, a, a Professor Julia Rouse, actually. I think it was Manchester Met Business School. I remember speaking to her in probably my, my early days as well. And um, probably not so early, actually. But, you know, I remember talking to her thinking at times, gosh, I'm like the worst entrepreneur in the world. I don't like, don't have the plan. I don't have this. And she was like, and she gave me a title of, of, of you know, a study. And it was some, I think it was called a pilot model, a pilot type of entrepreneur is, you know, you're, you're literally driving the plane you know where you're going to go you're not quite sure which route you're going to go on but you're in control and you're confident and you can see and you can see the vision ahead and and I've always been very grateful for those words because there was times I just thought oh god I'm so rubbish at this I love it I love every bit I love every kind of conversation I'm coming into but I'm rubbish so sometimes it's nice to know that actually you're you're not on your own out there you know because you it can be quite lonely you know as well as super busy and never having time to breathe but it can be quite lonely can't it and, and what's that one bit of advice um, or, or, that you would give to anyone that is either starting out on their journey or a similar maybe had a fall off along the way whatever it may be um, as a business owner what advice would you pass on I think that the biggest thing for me is creating that vision board one of my friends said you don't go anywhere that you don't know where you're going without using Google Maps, Waze, Apple Maps, anything like that. So why would you do it in business? Um, and I think it's quite important to, to know where you're going. And I guess on that note is get some business friends, <laughs> get some like network and just get some people that know the struggles and are going through the same thing and you can bounce ideas off. Um, and really have your back and want to see you succeed. And I think, that, you know, I, I'm always a big fan of, you know, encouraging people to ask because there are so many amazing people out there that you ask. And then having somebody just listen, I think, is is, is kind of one of these these things. Yes, absolutely. And what, just a quick one, what's next for you? Next. So I've actually, talking on the creative marketing agency, I actually just launched that yesterday. And that is something that I've been doing for a while. So I've been a freelancer for about six years now. 
Um, but I think it's the next it's the next step creating an agency and creating a brand, creating an extension to um, the core family. So my fashion brand is called Core, and then my marketing agency is called Core Studio. Um, so it's just creating an extension to that and, you know, seeing what organisations I can help communicate their mission. Amazing. It's all part of that core, literally the core community. Amy, thank you so much uh, for joining us. We'll put all the details about the core family, if you like, into uh, into the show notes as well, where people can follow your journey, read about what you're doing. I love the whole about us section on your uh, on, on the, the fashion website as well. And, you know, love the language but thank you so much for joining us fantastic thank you Simone. and best of luck with the new studio the core studio as well it's amazing again something else something else for you to uh juggle. if in doubt give it to a busy woman anyway oh thanks all of you for listening out there today um and please do stay connected via our digital channel our digital platform uh we are power.net where you can find out about all our events all of our podcasts everything that's going on in our insights as well um and don't miss any of our episodes on our pathway to power season please do just stay connected with us and join us as on our mission of professional and personal development empowering each other and please do if you want to please leave a review for the podcast would absolutely love that um thanks so much um please do stay connected my name is simone you've been listening to the northern power women podcast and what goes on media production oh, yeah.